War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com folks you're listening to the john DePietro show it's weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com so we have made it to friday it's friday it is september 16th folks uh big stories of course now locally as far as politics we're going to recap some of the week uh governor mckee is really in damage control mode now i have heard unofficially that the governor they are in full panic team mckee he i've heard he is polling in the mid-20s he is polling in the mid-20s you have to look at 68 percent of democrats voted for someone else in that primary 68 percent of democrats on top of that then you had the hang-up the hang-up phone call now yesterday governor mckee was in full-fledged panic he did get to have a meeting with helena folks and what is he going to do he's trying to ease her off she's not endorsing him not endorsing him trying to ease her off he is probably doing what he's done with the unions he has totally surrendered the office of governor for organized labor for the unions he is trying to find a way to buy off helena folks we'll see whether or not it's going to work she did put out a statement yesterday she uh, wants to you know she's suddenly very wants to be engaged she got a lot of support she make no mistake about it helena folks won on primary day she motivated more people to go and vote for her the problem is this stupid early voting and all the mail ballots that the unions collected in order to put governor mckee over but make no mistake about it ashley kalis has a golden opportunity here now what ashley kalis needs to do though is she needs to really move the ball down the field right now governor mckee he's gonna go on a rapid pace to try to fundraise he you know needs a couple weeks to get the ship back righted so to speak he um you know he's been deeply wounded and Kalis right now i believe they have a chance they need to go in and and finish the job and just continue to bombard the airwaves there's a world of difference governor mckee does not have people motivated to vote for him and it's one thing do the private sector you do the unions make a difference in a democrat primary the answer is yes but not as much they're watered down in a general and people are upset Dan McKee finds himself very unpopular. And you also have a number of Democrats. They, I think they're just not going to get engaged. I know some people say, well, they're not going to vote for Ashley Kalis. I agree with that. But I think like the Matt Brown crew, um, I don't know about Nellie Gobea. I think a lot of people are turned off and they just, they're just not going to support him. They may not vote for Ashley Kalis, but they may, not just, they may not vote in this whole thing. Now, let's also talk about just a reminder. Next week, we will be in Washington DC by the way the timing is perfect for it is a um, we're gonna be in Washington speaking to experts about 
the border. And this is incredible how everything has flamed up right now about the border. We're going to bring you the latest on that. But I also had a chance to talk with Miri Brimer the other night, Wednesday night. It was a very contentious North Kingstown meeting. I'm going to have the video up on the website, Petro.com. But this is Miri talking about the situation. Folks, again, they can uh, try to deny. You know, before I mention that, I just want to say, Yesterday afternoon was a yesterday afternoon and the last night was a wild night at the state. It started with we were at a shooting in Providence, uh, Atwood Street, right in Oneyville, Oneyville near Silver Lake. Uh, somebody was getting in a car. Somebody was in a car, and suddenly a gunman appeared, and um, and shot him in the head. And there were ten shell casings, broad daylight, uh, quarter of five in the afternoon. You can see that video up on the website petro.com. Then. We made our way to Cranston. That was, I cannot believe that accident. You have to see it to believe it. A car came speeding down a hill. They went the wrong way on Reservoir Avenue. They, boom, rammed into a truck, and they knocked it so far back that the truck jumped up into the air. The back of the cab of the truck broke off, and the truck landed on a car behind it. You can see the video. We were on scene, and then we ended up back in Providence where a gang-related shooting, somebody shot up a house. But let's go to Miri. Controversy continues in North Kingstown. Town Council uh, person, not president, but on the Town Council of North Kingstown, Miri Brimer, talking once again about students and cats and litter boxes. So, litter box the litter box exists. They're just hiding. They're just hiding it. It's there for comfort. I asked the question incorrectly, so let me let me um, let me correct the record. The question shouldn't have been: Are you providing letter boxes? Are you allowing the accommodation? Because they answered the question correctly. No, they weren't providing it. Is it allowed as an accommodation? Isn't that interesting? Now it goes on from there. Hearing a dozen students running around in the middle school pretending to be cats. I'm still hearing from students and parents, they believe there is a litter box in that school. And when everybody will turn the other cheek to allegations, a rumor is just a rumor until it becomes true. Now, I'll tell you, she is fearless. Miri Brimer, again, we have the video up on the website, petro.com. This whole business of, and again, I, I recognize there's a lot out there. We are going to talk about the Mothers Vineyard situation, but... I think DeSantis, I think they're winning the debate. Look at Martha's Vineyard is in crisis right now. And they're frant that's with 43 people. What if another thousand arrived today? What if another thousand? How about the Martha's residents, uh, Martha's Vineyard's residents saying, well, they can't stay here. They can't afford to live here. There's nowhere to live. They can't stay here. We want them off the island as soon as possible. But let me just finish up. Here's Miri, North Kingstown School Committee says students who identify as something other than human will be accommodated. Here we go. Statement of whether someone identifies as he, she, they, or something else. Have they provided an explanation of what that something else might be? They have not, but I'll tell you what. If you go out and you speak to 10 different parents in this community, they were outraged when they got that email from the school department. They were outraged because then suddenly it became true. Oh, you admit that there are students identifying as something else other than human. You know, people, folks, uh, people have just had it with the, the public schools between the pandemic. Uh, this is just, to me, I mean, it's another example with the, the public schools, how it, it is just totally, totally uh, fallen off with this business. It's bad enough that they wouldn't go back into the schools, um, you know, during the pandemic and then afterwards. But this whole situation now with accommodating students see this is where someone should have someone they're actually trying to link in students identifying as cats hissing uh pouring at people scratching at people they're trying to actually tie those students in with the lgbt community and i i don't think it should be if i were a member of the lgbt community i i i would say wait, wait a minute you know, this is not, not, no, they don't, they're not part of that. They're, they're identifying as, as species. You know, I'm also looking at, see, this is classic. The media, Baker, meaning Governor Baker announces new shelter at Joint Base Cape Cod for migrants. Who does the media focus on? There's one child in the mix, in the mist. 
one child. The bulk of them are young guys in their 20s and 30s that were doing gang signals uh, when they were taking people, media was taking their picture. But who does the media go after? The media try, finds the one child, the one child, and then that's who they zoom in on. That's what they want the narrative to be. That's what they want the narrative to be. And I, again, applaud Governor DeSantis. Um, I, I think he is, you know, winning. I think he is. I think they have proved a huge point. You know, it's one thing. How about the fact Governor McKee said, oh, no, we'd welcome him here. You know, this guy, how many people feel that way? Look at, it is a crisis on Martha's Vineyard for 43 people when there are thousands that are crashing the border. All right, let's listen to, this is the NBC10 story on the migrants. Again, now they consistently show the young child on the vineyard. And critics say this is a political stunt. Uh, DeSantis, I don't think, though, makes any bones about the fact that he's trying to ship migrants to parts of the country that he considers democratic sanctuary states for immigrants and basically saying, why don't you deal with some of the problems that the border states have with these undocumented immigrants? So here's what Ron DeSantis said just a short time ago. Our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state. And it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. And Ron DeSantis is really making no bones of the fact that he thinks that other states should bear some of the burden here of migrants that come into his state and other border states and use up their resources. But again, there are plenty of politicians, especially in Massachusetts now, who are criticizing this as a political stunt and basically that DeSantis is using people as pawns and not realizing the human element that Katie was just talking about there on Martha's Vineyard. One person, though, who hasn't really said much, at least on DeSantis shipping the migrants to Massachusetts, is Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Right. He's basically just put out a statement saying that they're supporting the locals there, but he's not really criticizing a fellow Republican, even though he's been at odds with the Republican Party. Right. I mean, Baker, with him leaving office, you have to wonder if he wants to stick his neck out with this one. But we're also in the thick of election season, that being said. So do you think this is going to have any impact um, in Massachusetts or Rhode Island on how things pan out? Well, uh, in Massachusetts, the Republican nominee is Jeff Deal, who is endorsed by Donald Trump. And uh, he's put out a statement today basically saying Massachusetts is this is stuff that's going to happen. Uh, Maura Healy, uh, the Democrat, who's also the attorney, sitting attorney general, uh, just brought a very short statement that didn't say a whole lot in Rhode Island. Now, you wouldn't think it has much to do with Rhode Island, except that Ashley Kalis, the Republican nominee, uh, previously, a few months ago at a forum, was asked who, what elected leader she most admired, and she answered right. Ron DeSantis. So I asked her about that today, uh, and her response was not something I really expected. Um, and she's breaking with DeSantis on this. We'll have that coming up uh, at 6 o'clock, and NBC10 also did ask Governor Dan McKee, who is running against Kalis, uh, what he thought about, you know, sanctuary states and migrants coming. So we'll have that at 6 o'clock. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we'll have more on the Massachusetts political reaction uh, to this situation. Well, what did he say? Right, so we'll let you keep working on that, Brian. What did, he, what did he say? What do you mean we have to wait until 5 o'clock? Folks, I'm taking it right off the the website for crying out loud. What do you What do you mean we have to wait until until then? Why don't we just have it right now? Where can I find Ashley Kalis also had a very strong statement about Governor McKee and the hang-up. And Ashley Kalis, you know, basically said that, that she th said that she thought it shows how petty he was and how unsuited he is to be governor. The fact when he said hang-up and hung up, he did, and they did. Eva Mancuso, they hung up on Helena Folks who was calling. And Governor McKee was totally in damage control yesterday. But let's go back to what he said on election night. This is how it sounded. I don't know who that kid was screaming that. And then he said this to Brian Crandall. I'll tell you, the 
reaction of the McKee hang-up, it's not going away. His popularity right now, I'm telling you, has plummeted. First of all, his campaign was collapsing the, the last week and the weekend going into the election was uh, Governor McKee's popularity was absolutely collapsing, and it showed itself. Uh, it's interesting. I was speaking to someone last night, and two things. They believe, these people believe, that Helena folks having Nancy Pelosi come in the Sunday before hurt her. There were a lot of independents, certainly Republicans, that were maybe leaning towards voting for her. And that Pelosi timing of the visit probably was a couple weeks it should have been done earlier just to mobilize some of the Democrats. The other uh, element, I think it's interesting. I don't know, you know, the exact answer for this. I don't know if anyone will, but the the real um, question that I think is is interesting is is this whole business of the endorsement from Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, and uh, who was there also amongst the progressives and many in the the democrat base very very popular but not so much with independents and not so much with the business crowd i think i would argue helena folks this was her first run i think to do it all over again those are unplanned endorsements the dr scott one and also uh, the, well, the Nancy Pelosi coming in, I, I don't think that was a good move. I don't think that was a good move at all. Now, folks, let's go to Good Morning America. White House condemning Republican governors escalated their strategy, moving illegals, Democrat cities. Now, you had the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, shipped a bunch of illegals to uh, vice president's uh, residence, and then, of course, Martha Zinnian. Let's pick it up. Mary Bruce on Good Morning America. It's an attempt to up the pressure on Democrats in the White House and highlighting what is a very serious issue. And this morning, the president is now responding, defending his policies and calling this Republican tactic reckless and un-American. Overnight, President Biden taking on Republican governors, accusing them of using human beings as political pawns. Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. Biden responding as conservative governors send more and more migrants from strained border communities to liberal strongholds. An effort to spotlight immigration two months before the midterm elections. Hector Miguel Donere didn't know where he was going. They said that they were taking us somewhere where there is refuge, a lot of help, especially for the children that were traveling with Oh, there's no children. They're liars. They're all men. Look like an army. One of thousands of undocumented migrants bust to Brilliant. Washington by Texas Republican Good. Governor Greg Abbott. Love it. Hours before Good. his bus arrived, two private chartered jets from San Antonio made a surprise landing in Martha's Vineyard, carrying roughly 50 migrants, including several children. Barely. Barely. Ron DeSantis. Local officials say they had no idea they were coming, but DeSantis made sure cameras captured it all. The minute... Even a small fraction yep. of what those border towns every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. But on the ground, officials say they race to provide help and housing. The immigrants that arrived here were not met with chaos. They're, they've been met with compassion. For months, Republicans... There were 43 of them. To Democratic states How about 4,300? New York City receiving nearly 12,000 migrants. Mayor says the city is nearing its breaking point. We need help. We have not been ashamed to say that we need help. The Republican governors say the administration's process is broken and argue their tactic is giving the rest of the country a much needed dose of reality. There has been a surge in border crossings, a record 1.8 million apprehensions since October, with about half of those migrants being released in the U.S. Cities like El Paso, Texas, have hit a crisis point. ABC's Maria Villarreal seeing it firsthand. El Paso is one of the border cities that's getting hit really hard right now. We just confirmed with the city that Border Patrol has about 1,300 encounters every day. And a lot of those huh. people end up right here in the streets, downtown area of El Paso. You can see a lot of people are starting to drop off food and drinks here, as well as migrants that are waiting to get on buses to then head north. 
We pressed the White House. Do you feel that the situation at the border is under control? No. Are doing enough? We are fixing a broken system. You're not. It is not like turning the light switch on. Bull. It is going to take She's some time. such a liar. Now the White House says the Trump administration is responsible for that broken system, and they do admit there is such a, lot more a lie. Can be done oh my here, God, the they're liars. Republicans have shown no interest in actually solving the immigration problem through legislation. George, it's one of the many reasons the president is saying that the upcoming midterm elections are so critical. Close the border. They have no one. How about again, um, Governor McKee? saying that more than welcome they can come to Rhode Island who listen to this uh the illegal talking to Griff Jenkins this was on Fox and Fox and Friends by the way broke the story that all the illegals had arrived uh dropped off from Texas right at the residence of Vice President Harris I think it's hilarious listen to this Vice President Harris uh said that the border is closed is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in. Free. Free. No and, 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 but it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. And not legal. Hey, at least he's honest about it. I mean, this is just what... I, I don't blame... I think it's a great move. I do. And I think this rises the stock of not only the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott. I think it also, obviously, Ron DeSantis, who is, with all of the problems that President Trump is falling under, without question, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is leap, you know, leapfrogging in front. And th this is one of those things, this is one of those stories that people understand. Folks, politicians always have to, to me, be cautious with situations where it's bad for them and people can easily understand it. Uh, bad for, the, for them because they can, people can easily understand it. Such as Governor McKee say, hang up on Helena, folks. People may not understand the soccer stadium that Governor McKee is giving away. He may not understand 60 million that we have to pay for. He, they may not understand all the ins and outs of the FBI probe of Governor McKee. They may not understand the whole business with the ILO contract that he gave 5 million to some cronies. They may not understand the Superman building. They understand a guy shaking his fist at a, a female staffer, Eva Mancuso, and saying, hang up on her, Helena folks. So they do understand that. Let's go to, this is the Today Show now, emergency shelters open on Martha's Vineyard. Florida governor sent dozens of illegals on private jets. Emergency shelters are up and running on Martha's Vineyard. Young to men. This week's unannounced arrival of dozens of Venezuelan migrants. They were flown there from Florida at the direction of its Republican governor, the latest flashpoint in the nation's border battle. NBC's Emily Aketa is right there at Martha's Vineyard with more. Hey, Emily, good morning. Hoda, good morning. This community had no time to think when nearly 50 migrants touched down at a local airport. But the volunteers, they sprung into action and transformed this block into a place of refuge and unity. A sharp contrast to Capitol Hill, where the debate over the growing number of migrant crossings reaches new levels. This morning, on the wealthy summer getaway, Martha's Vineyard, dozens of migrants from Venezuela are caught in the middle of a fierce political fight over immigration that's being escalated by several Republican governors. Officials say two charter flights carrying 48 migrants, including young children, landed here Wednesday without warning. The planes were arranged by Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, protesting President Biden's border security policies. We are not a sanctuary state. And it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you. President Biden condemning the move. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. This woman who boarded the flight in San Antonio, Texas, says she was told they were heading to Boston, adding, we want to contribute in the United States. Local officials say they were given no notice, but sprang into action along with volunteers to provide shelter, food, and medical care. Have you talked to the migrants? What's going through their minds? 
Um, they want work. They want answers. They've been lied to. Democrats say these migrants and others like them have become political pawns, pointing to DeSantis's possible presidential bid in 2024. This is a taxpayer-funded private jets at quite an expense. Uh, Hardly compared to what? Uh, they get everything for free. Of, uh, the governor of Florida. But DeSantis is not the only one. Republicans say the record-breaking influx at the southern border is straining the system and that they want to push states with liberal immigration policies to shoulder the burden. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey have also been sending thousands of migrants north, including Chicago and New York, where Mayor Eric Adams says the city is nearing a breaking point. In the nation's capital, these are among the more than 100 migrants sent by Abbott Wednesday to Vice President Kamala Harris's residence after she called the border secure despite a record 2 million illegal crossings in the last year. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system. Huh. She the is useless. The U.S.-Mexico border is growing, but the Department of Homeland Security and the White House aren't seeing eye to eye on how to address it, according to internal documents reviewed by NBC News. Some DHS officials are pushing President Biden to start preparing to fly or bus migrants from the border to other northern cities to help alleviate overcrowding near those border states. Now remember, they want sanctuary cities. And of course, folks, you have, who's the big sanctuary? Well, obviously... Providence, and then you have a governor. Think of this. Then you have a governor who, in fact, you have a governor who, meaning Governor McKee, is saying that he would welcome them right in. So I'm looking right now at Channel 5. Buses are outside a shelter. They're being offered to a move to a new shelter announced by, um, announced by Governor, uh, Governor Baker, as a matter of fact. So migrants flown to the vineyard are now being offered shelter on Cape Cod. So they're planning on moving them over, over to uh, the Cape. So they're going on a little bit of a tour. But here's the thing. Now, listen, when I first heard this, I initially thought, you know, boy, that's kind of unfair. But at the same time, these are people. They're entering the country illegally. They're not being harmed in any way. And... Let them, uh, let, let's listen. This is uh, Channel 5 in Boston. We have some breaking news for you involving the migrant situation on Martha's Vineyard. The Baker administration announcing a new shelter at Joint Base Cape Cod for the 50 migrants who arrived on the vineyard this week. MEMA is coordinating the efforts among the state and local officials to ensure access to food, shelter, and essential services for these men, women, and children. The governor also plans to activate up to 125 members of the Massachusetts National Guard as part of the relief effort. Today, the state will offer transportation to that new temporary shelter at Joint Base Look at this. This is all for 43 people. And look at how the news it generates, uh, how they're turning everything upside down. Suddenly, it is a crisis. Suddenly, they are, you know, everything turned upside down. For 43 people. So how would they feel if at the border, it's, as I said, it's 4,300 people or 9,000 people. I mean, it is just insanity. All right, folks, we have a lot ahead on this Friday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. 
listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, DePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, topetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving folks you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, we normally do politics this week with Justin Katz, but since last night was the primary, I wanted to uh, catch up with him, give him a chance. Uh, I certainly want to hear his perspective. Justin, uh, let's start off with, I I, want to just start off with your thoughts on, I, I still cannot believe what we witnessed last night, and that was Governor McKee, on stage, starts his victory speech. Uh, Eva Mancuso, former, former head of the Board of Education, who's basically, my understanding, brought in to deal with the FBI probe going on in his office. But anyhow, starts to say, Helene is on the phone. And then McKee, right there live, says, hang up on her, and waves her off. And then afterwards, doubles down on it and tells Brian Crandall, anyone with a brain in her head would have called in the middle of that the folks people then claim that they didn't think he was going on to 11 and they didn't know he was giving his victory speech and they'd been so adamant been told like call as soon as you're ready to concede but let's just start off with um i thought that was pretty remarkable the the mckee phone call and then telling even mancusa hang up on helena folks oh absolutely and not just it's not just the you know the context as you might content as you might read it in a newspaper. I mean the look on his face, the waving even away. Uh, he almost said like to to even make use of like what are you thinking or something dis, you know disregarding her as well. I mean just just the whole attitude. Yeah. Uh, and then to follow up with that, that anybody with a brain in their head comment. I mean just there's there is it was such an opportunity to show a little bit of grace. I mean, this is like a softball. This is like a, something lobbed at you that will slam over the net. Your, your opponent calls while you're on TV about to give a speech. You take the call, you smile, you say, you ran a good race. That was my opposition. She just conceded. We won. You know, that's, it's so easy, but yes. you just had this, had, and, and he didn't just even just have like an awkward, like, oh, uh, I can't do that right now. Tell her I'll call her back. Instead, it was like, hang up on them. And it, the, you get the impression Impression. He was thinking of this as this is my moment. You're yep. not you're not going to edge into my moment, which maybe I mean, that was one of two key images I saw out of out of yesterday as far as McKee's concerned. The first and the first one indicates why it was not his moment. And that was an image of him at the polls standing and yucking it up next to Pat Crowley, who is maybe the most kind of vicious, obnoxious union yep. progressive in the That's state right. for the past 20 years, sitting there yucking, and, and Crowley's got his little communist hat on and he's holding him a key sign. And that is the image. 
this was not McKee's moment. This was the labor union's moment. He sold That's his right. soul. Together. It's like the blues guitarist who sells his soul to the devil to be able to, to play great music. Yep. That's not his achievement. That's the devil's achievement. And that's where we are right now. And so I think McKee is just too far gone at this point. And it's, it's going to be a, a rough, contemptuous first term. And at, at this point, I'll put my marker in the ground and say the, the odds that he will be enjoy a second term are extremely low he just does not have the character he has been identified now by people i think as such and won't win as, as I, I saw you commenting i mean two-thirds of democrats don't want him he eked yeah. over he eked over the finish line at last i checked uh the board of elections website folks actually won in poll election so she she got the most people to actually go to the polls and vote for her wow Day so it's it's yeah. only it's only mail ballots and early voting that got McKee over the line, which, you know, is part of the game and it indicates why folks just started way too late and it wasn't, didn't, you know, didn't jump in and really campaign enough and, and take off the gloves early enough, I think. Um, but I, I think that's, that's where we are. And I, I think uh, McKee's not going to, as you've been saying, he, there's going to be a big bill for, for the promise of oh. he must have given. And I, I don't think he gets a, a second term. And, uh, you know, hope, we probably should hope, I mean, we should remember that there's still the general election. And I think this opens up a, a big opportunity for, for Kalis. That moment, and just an excellent perspective, folks, we were Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. That moment, he also alienated all those people that voted for folks. I mean, I, I'm still... Every time I watch it, I can't believe it. And, you know, you made an excellent point. He could have turned that moment, taken the phone and said, Helena, hello. Thank you. You know, you ran a great race. You have a beautiful family. My best to your dad. And I hope we can count on your support. He could have turned that into a a nice, gracious moment. He was the opposite of that. He was obnoxious. He was a bore. The way he waved it off, yelling at Eva Mancuso, who... Again, I mean, she's accomplished in her own right. I want people to understand this is not like some young staffer. Eva, she was one point, one time a, a candidate. She ran for attorney general. She lost in the in the primary, but but she was the head of the board of ed, ed with Deborah Gist, and to act that way, and then afterwards in the brain. And Justin, you also hit on something else. This is a guy, Dan McKee. He just feels he gets no respect because he's got knee and Sabatoni. And Crowley basically ordering him around, puppet on a string. And then when it's supposed to be his night, people are conceding the way they want to. He barely ekes over. I agree with you. Ashley Kalis could not ask for a better opportunity right now than a guy that I, I think even now, if the election were held, you know, the only reason he won was those mail ballots and early voting. His numbers were lower yesterday, and I think they're even lower Today, the Matt Brown people are not going to support him. I don't I don't know about the Nellie Gorbea people, but I don't see this as one of those things. The Democrats come home. He is just no one to root for, or get excited for. No, not at all. And I mean, he showed a lot of he showed his character, I think, in that moment. You know, it's a moment of stress and adulation, yeah. and a lot of emotions. And that's what came out. But I think I mean, very specifically, I, he couldn't have botched it in a worse way strategically, I think, even or tactically. I get those confused sometimes. But the the idea. So he's about to go up against a professional business woman. And he just, as you said, kind of waved away with contempt his his own a staffer who herself she herself is a successful woman and a successful woman who is trying to be gracious and concede right. to him uh, that Kalis can get a lot of ground for that even if you even if uh you know the the folks crowd and folks herself get over it and, and come out and say you know what we've got a rally behind mckee you know even if they do that a lot of people are going to look at that and particularly a lot of women and at the very least they'll be be less enthusiastic about mckee they he you know sort of hillary clinton uh, People used to say yes. she reminded everybody of, of their mean stepmother or, or ex-wife or whatever. He just gave every woman in Rhode Island that image of that contemptuous guy who, yeah. when, when it came down to it, was rude to the waiter and they should have the taken ex-husband. that evidence. Yeah. yeah, he went from the safe prom date, as we were calling him, yeah. to rude, the rude ex-husband who they should have known not to marry in the first place because he was rude to the waiter. I mean, that's the, that was the look on his face. It made me think, and I, I think he may have tweeted something similar, but it made me think like, I don't know, didn't his mother teach him any respect? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, 
his whole image went off the cliff, I think, in that moment. The whole thing of all the ads and playing cards with the mother, that was that moment. And not only that, but hang up on her, not tell her to hold on or, we'll, you know, we'll be right there or I'll call her back. Hang up on her. I mean, that is what really grabbed me. Now, Justin, what did you make of um, it, the folks campaign? You have to. I mean, that was really impressive. But all the undecided seemingly broke for her. That coming off that Channel 12 debate, even though that was a tough format for her, but she had a great final week of the campaign. Last night, yesterday demonstrated why this early voting's way too early. All these mail ballots and early voting, the day that voters went to the polls, that was the candidate that, that should have won and, and basically was chosen to win the Democrat primary. Yeah, you know, and, and I think it's important, too, to look around um, town to town and city to city. And, and yes, it's not as if McKee won everywhere just by slim margins. I mean, folks won a lot in like the, the East Bay uh, down there, Gansett, that area, uh, places where people probably may very well have at least read about or seen the debates and understood, uh, you know, checked in at the last minute. Oh, let me figure sure. out who to vote for. And I think it's also important to no notice that I, I believe she was second on the ballot. So some unknown number of Democrats said, well, I'm not voting for him. I'm just going to put in the next person on the ballot. So yeah. that was that was there as well. So there, he does not have strong support. And she she did, you know, present herself she i think she she made the message got the message out to a, a large number of people uh she just did it too late too slowly she was too timid going into it uh folks quick break <clears throat> much more head justin katz our primary recap right here on the john DePietro show the coincid in 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. It is the day after. Joining us right now is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan, certainly a Democrat primary for the ages as Helena folks. Boy, the, the late momentum was real. And it, she almost, she really impressively almost pulled it off. Yeah, for all the people who who are uh, you know out there and certainly in her world who are saying, "Oh, if she only had one more week," I would challenge them to say, "If they started one week earlier, yes, <laughs> right?" Because yeah. that's the truth. Uh, I, I think it is clear now that Helena Folks would be your Democratic nominee um, if she got started, you know, two three weeks. And you know what, John, you and I wrestled over the last couple of. Uh, weeks about you know what's what's early vote turnout going to be going to look like and i think the truth is we split this because it wasn't as high as maybe you thought sure all, but it was maybe just as important as you thought it would be because of all those early votes uh dan mckee did a very nice job so did nelly gorbea on early votes on mail ballots uh and in some ways you know that's one of the things that makes a difference here to kind of to, to you know just just barely edge out the the momentum of Helena Folks. Dan McGowan, what does it tell us? Look at the two races. What the way Seth Magazina performed in CD two, and the way Dan McKee did. You look at McKee. That's still sixty seven percent of Democrat voters wanted someone else to be the nominee. I I agree. The the thing you know with Seth Magazina, we all knew he was going to win the primary, but. Uh, for him, you know, he, this was an impressive performance because it got over that 50% mark. Yep. If he had gotten 49.9%, you know, the argument from, from the rightful argument from Mayor Fung would have been he couldn't even get 50% in his own primary where he was, had all the advantages. He cleared that threshold fairly easily, uh, ran, you know, a disciplined campaign. Now he has to turn it up into high gear. But you're right. This what we see now from, you know, Governor McKee means Helena Folk. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ashley Kalis, the Republican nominee, um, is going to be a real threat. Now, look, Democrats are going to come home for, for the most part. Obviously, 
you know, Dan McKee is going to get somewhere upwards of the probably the high 40s here in the general election. But Ashley Kalis will be a factor. Um, don't underestimate what a lot of the business community uh, is yes. feeling right now. They do yep. not like the way Governor McKee kind of closed out the race, criticizing CVS. Uh, so there's an opening here. Uh, for Ashley Kalis. She's going to have the money and the resources to make this work. Now, what we have to see is is the thing that we haven't yet seen from her, which is we need to see some substance. You know, she needs to not just be on the attack, but we need to, you know, start to see, like, how are you going to be significantly different from Governor McKee? And I think she's going to have a good argument to make. Dan McGowan, what are you hearing about? I mean, the phone call, to me, really eclipsed his his victory speech um that was even Ben so i mean i i am hearing that he was you know barking that how come she hasn't conceded yet he was supposed to go on at 11 he went on i think a little early he is at he was adamant the former head of the board of elections <laughs> and also you know no shrinking violent was at one point an attorney general candidate ran a, a good primary there but but boy, that clip of him barking and then saying to hang up, I, I, I think that stands out. I, I think that was a really bad moment for Governor McKay. I think it was a really bad moment. I think it, it does to some degree overshadow what, what should be a moment where he's saying, where he's pumping his chest out and saying, every time you try to beat me, I win, right? I beat the unions in 14 and 18. Then I brought the unions along with me and I beat the elites this time around, right? That, that is, he, you know, he should be kind of chest pumped out here. Instead, you know, you've got this thing that, that kind of now hangs over the, the, the race. It was a big mistake, you know, as much as I think both you and I respect even Mancuso. I don't know why anyone would try to hand him a phone as he's, you know, as he's clearly got cameras on him um, and, it, you know, is, is ready to go. But you're, I do think you're right about this, where he he wanted Helena folks to concede probably an hour before she actually did. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember, he first sends out his, his you know, I'm going to make a statement at about, I think it was scheduled for originally for 10-10 yep. um, last night. And that's where it was, you know, you started to see the mail ballots coming in. Uh, it was somewhat clear. I mean, not ready to call, but it was somewhat clear that Dan McKee was going to squeak through, win this primary. And, uh, you know, he didn't get those calls. And again, you know, we've, we've kind of overanalyzed getting inside of Dan McKee's head over the last year. But I can tell you from covering him, from knowing him to some degree, he's the kind of guy who gets worked up about this. He wants to know why aren't they showing me the respect that, you know, I, I would have yeah. been required to show them. Right. Uh, because in in the flip side, he'd have had a lot of pressure. People like even Mancuso would have been saying, "Hey, Governor, you lost. You got to call. You know, you got to do the right thing here. You got to say all the right things about the party." And I think he he looks at this and says, "Boy, lots of people have been, including in his eyes, the media have been kind of working against me here. And how come nobody's called it? How come it's you know I'm not getting the phone call?" So I think he got worked up a little bit which is the trend that you see from Governor McKee. Uh, and it's, again, why it's a little bit of an opening for Ashley Kalis. If she can get under his skin, he'll make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, that's why I'm not saying this race is a, you know, a done deal for the Democrats uh, in November. And on top of that, Dan McGowan, let's, and again, folks, Dan McGowan, the Boston Globe, Tony Silva was at the party last night. Dan McKee, all right, he didn't eke it out, but, you know, he got beat up in those debates. That final Helena Folks commercial on primary day was worst governor scathing. We haven't seen anything. I'm sure that upset him. And now he's going to go through another round of debates, and this is going to be a far different. She can bring up the $3,000 bonuses. She can bring up the driver's license for illegals. And she can bring up worst governor uh, hanging up. I I I think far more your thought, but a much more damaged Dan McKee, far more than a damaged Seth Magaziner. Absolutely, I completely agree. I mean, again, Seth Magaziner, I think, has some level of momentum coming into this now, it, because of who Alan Fung is. Alan Fung today is a better candidate than than yes. Ashley Kalis is, just because yep. of you know name recognition and, and track record, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you, you've hit it on the head here. Uh, the, the the thing and I've always thought about this with with Kalis is 
she can now run she saw the playbook that works the helena folks kind of pro business yes uh playbook works here and she is going to be first of all you get more time to talk right in an hour-long debate with two people on the stage you you know you suddenly have in theory half the time um and so you know you, you can you can do it you can throw a lot more pot shots in there yep. uh she will razz him very publicly you know you don't don't uh it wouldn't be surprising to hear her you know flat out just say whenever she's in a bind if i'm in her ear i would say you know if you're tongue-tied or you're you know you, you may, maybe dan mckee is you know working you over on whatever issue you just say governor you're the worst governor in america the yep. polls show it right there yep. are ways to deflect from the things you don't know either right um what i'm re- what i'm really how, interested how about in this is- line you're not gonna hang up on me exactly bingo exactly <laughs> well right? and, and the, th- the thing that i'm now waiting to say is that uh, to, to her credit ashley kalis has uh, I think built the infrastructure she needs. What we need to see is what has the last 90 days been like for her behind the scenes. I know she's been out there. People say they see her. She's obviously been on TV. Did she go to work for the last 90 days, you know, learning the issues of the state, learning the things that kind of resonate with moderate Republicans here? Um, you know, can she come out as a you know, a candidate, essentially going to candidate training schools, which she's right. been doing. So we'll get a sense of how uh, prepared uh, she is for this. I will say, you know, I, I thought it was, there were times where I was quite annoyed by seeing her at some of the forums with all the Democratic candidates. I didn't think it added anything. The only thing I could say is it got her repetitions, right? Yes. She got to go to the Chamber of Commerce twice, yep. sounded reasonable. Uh, you know, she she was even going to some of the more liberal kind of uh, event so she's gotten the repetitions here got to assume she's done the right thing you know when it comes to again candidate training school type of thing uh she's gonna be a force in this race folks quick break much more ahead dan mcgowan columnist of the boston globe right here on the john DePietro show remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for on facebook but call her 401 305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health poppin and see marie 1099 mendon road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland again call marie 401-305-3585 diagonally across from davenport restaurant the Senadale revival stop in and see them comfort food and cocktails you're gonna love the Centerdale Revival, located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Centerdale, right across from North Providence Town Hall. Delicious food, delicious drinks, live entertainment on the weekends. Shane and his crew, they're waiting for you. A great time is going to be had by all at the Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. <laughs> 